My beloved brethren, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending from, from which location you are looking and attending this worship service. Today, our worship service will be about difficult discernment. What is a discernment? Discernment is a decision-making process in which an individual makes a discovery that can lead to future action. Discernment is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well or the activity of so doing. In the case of judgment, discernment can be psychological, moral, or aesthetic. The process of discernment within judgment involves going past the mere perception of something and making nuances, judgments about its properties or qualities. Discernment in the Christian religion is considered to possess wisdom and be of good judgment, especially so concerning subject matters often overlooked by others. Making decisions is involved with discernment and they require both the head and the heart. Making decisions with the head means to first reflect on the situation and emphasize the rational aspect of the decision-making process. To decide with the heart, the individual needs to make decisions based on feelings as well as rationality. But more important, for us to understand what's written in the scriptures and the Bible to guide and help us to make a correct spiritual discernment. We need the Holy Spirit of Yahuwah to guide us in making spiritual discernment in our lives concerning our person. In the book of Matthew chapter seven, it's all about spiritual discernment. As we have learned previously, we know that we must practice spiritual evaluation to preserve our faith. What is one application of spiritual discernment that our King Yahusha teaches us to follow? In the book of Matthew chapter six, verse six, chapter seven, verse six, it is written, and I quote, do not give what is holy to dogs. They will only turn and attack you. What is one application of spiritual discernment? that our King Yahusha teaches us to follow. One application of spiritual discernment that our King Yahusha 
taught us is that he warned us about those likened to dogs. Why did our King Yahusha give us this warning? Our King Yahusha gave us this warning so that we can keep away from those so-called dogs, and even more importantly, so that we can keep ourselves from becoming like dogs. What is one characteristic of dogs? One characteristic of dogs is they will turn and attack you. What would not help those who are likened to dogs? That which is holy, like the words of Yahuwah, would not help those who are likened to dogs. The Bible teaches us to share the good news, but some people will not only reject it, but also turn around and attack you about it. This is why we must be spiritually discerning. Our King Yahusha says, do not give what is holy to dogs. For us to follow this teaching, we need to first identify the characteristic of dogs that the Bible consider unspiritual. Who is likened, who is likened to dogs in the Holy Bible? In the book of Revelation chapter 22, verse 14 down to 15, we can read the following. Blessed are those who wash, the, who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are, are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love to live a lie. So who is likened to dogs in the Holy Bible? In the Holy Bible, the sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers, idol worshippers, and those who live a lie are likened to dogs. What is the warning to those who are likened to dogs? The warning is that they cannot enter the holy city. Only those who have washed their robes will be permitted to enter the holy city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. How did Apostle Paul describe the works of dogs? In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 15, it is written, but if you are always bitten, sorry, if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. 
So how did Apostle Paul describe the works of God? Apostle Paul described the work of dogs as those who bite and devour one another. What can bite and devour the assembly? Gossip and evil speaking can bite and devour the assembly. So if members of the assembly bite and devour each other, they will be destroyed by each other. Any group made up of people who serve only themselves will eventually fall into conflict. And those coalitions will lead to the destruction of the entire group. A life lived according to the worldly wisdom of serving self does not lead to human happiness. Instead, it leads to disorder and every vile practice, along with coveting, quarreling, and fighting. We end up devouring and consuming each other to try to get what we want. What else can devour our faith and the assembly? In the book of Romans, chapter 16, verse 17 down to 18, we can read the answer to this question. And now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interest. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. So what else can devour our faith and the assembly? People who cause divisions can devour our faith and the assembly. What else can they do? They can also upset people's faith. How? By teaching things that are contrary to what we have been taught. So what must we do? We must watch out and keep away from them. Why? Because these people do not serve our Lord Yahusha Christ. Who are they serving instead? They are serving their own personal interest. They use small talk with glowing words to deceive innocent people. What are examples of works? that upset people's faith and devours the assembly? In the first book of Corinthians chapter five, verse 11 down to 12, it is written, but now 
I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or coaches or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those who also who are inside? Do you not judge those who are outside? What are examples of works that upset people's faith and devours the assembly? Example, examples of works that will upset people's faith and devours the assembly are sexual immorality, covetousness, idolatry, reviling drunkenness, and extortion. What does Apostle Paul say? Apostle Paul said that we must judge or spiritually evaluate a brother. What is the ideal thing to be done if there are those overtaken by these works? The ideal thing to do when there are those who are overtaken by these works is that they should be gently corrected and restored. But there are times and situations when the ideal is not applicable. There are times when the best thing to do is to not keep company with them at all. When it is best to watch out for and keep away from those who cause divisions and upsets people's faith, we can read in the book of Proverbs chapter nine, verse six down to eight, leave the, leave the company of ignorant people and live, follow the way of knowledge. If you correct conceited people, you, only, you will only be insulted. If you reprimand evil people, you will only get hurt. Never correct conceited people. They will hate you for it. But if you correct the wise, they will respect you. So when is it best to watch out for and keep away from those who cause divisions and upset people's faith? It is, it is best to watch out and keep away from those who cause divisions and upset people's faiths when they refuse to be corrected. Why? Because they are conceited people and will only insult you. What does the Bible warn us about some people? The Bible warns us that some people will only hate you for correcting them. Like what our King Yahusha said, they will turn around and attack you. This is why King Yahusha said 
that we should not give what is holy to dogs, what is holy to dogs, because they will only turn around and attack you. In these situations, it will be best to keep away from them and give them space to grow by the grace of the Lord. I thank you for listening, my brethren. The remaining part of this lesson will be brought to you by Brother John. God bless you. My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, it is clear the warning of our King and Master Yahushua that we need to be watchful for and to keep away from those who were likened to dogs. However, besides those who were likened to dogs, who also was warned us, who what also did our King Yahushua warn us about? Let's read the book of Matthew chapter 7, the verses 6. Do not give what is holy to dogs. They will only turn and attack you. Do not throw your pearls in front of pigs. They will only trample them underfoot. So our King Yahushua warns us about those likened to dogs. He also warns us about those likened to pigs. What does King Yahushua tell us about those likened to pigs? He says, do not throw your pearls in front of pigs. Why not? Because they will only trample them underfoot. And we know this to be true because pigs are not interested in pearls. They do not value what we value. They do not know what we know. What does this mean from a spiritual point of view? There are people who are likened to pigs in a sense that they do not value spiritual things. Pearls in this statement of our King Yahusha represent spiritual things. And so we as people of God, followers of our King Yahusha, we must not be like pigs who trample underfoot or do not give value to those things which are spiritual. Now, what else are the characteristics of pigs? Let's read what it says in the book of Deuteronomy 14 and the verses 8. And you may not eat the pig. It has split hooves and does not chew the cud, so it is ceremonially unclean for you. You may not eat the meat of these animals or even touch their carcasses. What else is the characteristic of a pig? The Bible says pigs may not be eaten because they are ceremonially unclean. However, before we go on with our topic, I just want to point out, although pigs are considered uh, unclean and was not eaten during the days of Israel, during the Christian era, during our time, we are permitted to eat that which was unclean before because it has been cleansed by Yahuwah Abba. However, when it comes to pigs and dogs in the Holy Scriptures, they were considered ceremonially unclean. Even if you wash a pig, even if you use soap and stuff, it will not cleanse a pig. It will remain ceremonially unclean. Why are dogs and pigs considered ceremonially unclean? Because they are scavengers. They eat dead stuff. And we know Yahuwah God is God of the living and not God of the dead. And so anything associated with death cannot be used in the temple of God. This is why during the days of Israel, whenever they offered a burnt sacrifice to Yahuwah God on the altar, they used sheep or goat or bulls, 
but they never used dogs or pigs because they were unclean ceremonially. And so ceremonially unclean animals did not have a part in service when it comes to burning offerings and sacrifices to Yahuwah Abba. Now, who are likened to ceremonially unclean animals? Those who have not yet been redeemed by the precious blood of our King Yahushua. This is why we are so fortunate, because we have been redeemed by the blood of Yahushua. How were we redeemed by the blood of our King Yahushua? By means of our baptism when we were added to the body of our king. And so we need to appreciate what Yahushua did for us. He cleansed us. So today we are ceremonially clean, not ceremonially unclean. Because of this, what is our responsibility? Because we have been redeemed, made clean by the precious blood of our king Yahushua. Let's read the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, 19 to 22. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things he will be a vessel for honor sanctified useful to the master prepared for every good work now flee from youthful lust and pursue righteousness faith love and peace with those who call on the lord from a pure heart according to scriptures what is our responsibility because we have been purged we have been cleansed by the precious blood of our king and master yahushua Bible says we need to keep ourselves clean. We need to keep away from that which will make us filthy again. What are they? The works of wickedness. This is why Apostle Paul says concerning those who belong to Mashiach. Bible says we must who call upon the name of Yahuwah and call upon the name of Yahusha and identify ourselves with him. Our responsibility is that we must keep away from that which is wicked. We must not be wicked in our speech. We must not be wicked in our deeds because this is the work which causes filth and filth and wickedness has no part when it comes to serving God. We need to cleanse ourselves. Why must we sanctify and cleanse ourselves so that we can be useful to our master? You see, we belong to our King Yahushua. And you know what? He wants to use us as instruments. He wants to use us in powerful ways to spread the message of the good news. But how can we use us if we will always get ourselves filthy because of wickedness? So instead of pursuing wickedness, what must we pursue instead? Bible says we must pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Do you know what that's likened to in the Holy Bible? They're likened to pearls. Righteousness, faith, love, and peace. They are pearls. They are spiritual things that we must value. But who does not value them and trample them underfoot? Who are they? Those who were likened to pigs. This is why as people of God, we need to cherish 
We need to appreciate. We need to pursue spiritual things so that the assembly of Yahusha will continue to grow and prosper. This is why we need to discern within ourselves those who were likened to pigs. What also did our King Yahusha say? You must not give what is holy to those who were likened to dogs because you know what dogs prefer? Dogs do not prefer peace. Now, when we speak of those who are likened to dogs, we're speaking about wild dogs. And when we think of the characteristics of dogs, what do you notice? Aren't they very territorial, right? They adopt this pack mentality. It's us against you. If you don't belong to their group, they're going to attack you. Dogs attack, they bite. And what they do is, they, what they want to do is to, create havoc, to create chaos. We cannot have that in the assembly. If we want the assembly of Yahusha to grow and to continue to be prepared for salvation, we must not become like dogs. We must not become like pigs. This is why we need to exercise spiritual discernment. But you know what the most difficult part of spiritual discernment is? This is why the topic of our study today is difficult discernments. There are discernments that are not that difficult, but there are discernments that are very difficult to make. You know what the most difficult part of discernment or spiritual discernment is? Let's read what it says in the book of Matthew 7, 5 to 6. You hypocrite, Christ says. First take the log out of your own eye. And then you will be able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs. They will only turn and attack you. Do not throw your pearls in front of pigs. They will only trample them underfoot. According to our King Yahushua, before he gave the statement, do not give what is holy to dogs. Do not give pearls to swine or to pigs. Yahushua, our King, first said, first, take out the log from your own eye and then you can see clearly to take out the speck from your brother's eye do you know what the message of our king yahusha is there he's telling us when it comes to his teachings we need to first apply them to ourselves in other words the most difficult discernment that we must fulfill is to discern our own life but what is the tendency of other people. It is to look at the lives of others. Isn't that true? To look for faults in other people. This is why I want you to be honest, okay? I want you to be honest. When we were going through this lesson about dogs and about pigs, what was in your mind? Were you thinking of someone else? Maybe you were saying to yourself, I know someone who's like a dog. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, I know someone who is like a pig. And so we think this teaching applies to someone else. But what is the purpose of our King Yahushua in giving us this teaching? To first and foremost, apply it to our own life. This is why I remember not too long ago, um, there was a sister. She was a church official. And she was stirring up trouble in the congregation. So I knew I had to do something. So in the officer's meeting, I prepared a lecture. This lecture was catered to her. 
And so I prepared it. I delivered it as best that I could with the, with, the, with the help of the spirit. And so after the lecture was done, after the officer's meeting, this sister approaches me. You know what she said? She said, Brother John, I'm so happy you taught that lesson. I hope he was listening. You imagine that? She was thinking it was for someone else. This is the tendency of human beings. When we seek correction from scripture, we think it applies to someone else. It doesn't apply to me. But our King Yahushua says it does. It applies to us. And so brothers and sisters, let's take a moment now and ask ourselves, were there times when we acted in such a way that we were like dogs? That we destroyed other people because of slander, evil speaking, or gossip? Maybe we were guilty of such statements. Maybe we have become guilty of not valuing spiritual things and valued material things more than what Yahuwah God considers to be truly valuable. And so we need to apply discernment to ourselves. Why must we apply discernment to ourselves? Because the purpose of the teachings of our King Yahushua is for us to become like him. This is why we should not be looking at other people. If we're going to look at another person, we should look to who? Our King Yahushua, because we must compare ourselves to him. Because our goal, our purpose is to become like him. And so to become like him begins by discerning our life to see where we have fallen short. So that in every day of our life, we become more and more like our King Yahushua if we allow his teachings to shape our character, our speech, and our actions. And when it comes to discerning and spiritual discernment, what should be included in our act of discerning? Let's read what it says in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 2, 20 to 22. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Yahushua Christ, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they have had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of the proverb. A dog returns to its vomit and another says a washed pig returns to the mud. What must be included in our spiritual discernment? We need to discern, evaluate in our own life whether we are moving forward or moving which direction, brethren? Backward. Which direction should we be moving towards? Not backwards. We need to be moving forward. The Bible says be perfect because Yahuwah God is perfect. Yes, we are not perfect. But the question is, are we at least making progress? Are we headed in the right direction? What happens if we are headed in the wrong direction? Who are those who are headed in the wrong direction? Apostle Peter says, they're the ones who get tangled up again and enslaved by sin again. What did Apostle Peter say about them? It would be better if they had not known the way to righteousness. Why? Because a proverb applies specifically to them. What is that proverb? Apostle Peter says, a dog returning to its vomit or a pig that has been washed returns to the mud. In other words, they wasted the opportunity 
that was given to them because they went backward. We must not go backwards, brethren. We need to go forward, especially now when we know the return of our king is at hand. But sometimes as human beings, we have many weaknesses. And because of weaknesses and because of the events happening in our life today, as human beings, sometimes we want to give up. Sometimes we fall backward. We do fail from time to time. We do stumble. But brethren, we must never give up. We must not go backward. Why must we never go backward? Why must we never surrender our faith? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of Hebrews 10, 32 to 33, 36 to 39. Remember those early days after you had received the light. When you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. My righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Brethren, why must we never go backward? Why must we never give up? Why must we take, make the most of the opportunity that Yahusha has given us? The Bible says those who shrink back, those who go backwards. Yahuwah God is not pleased with them. Those who go backwards, not only do they go back to their own vomit, not only do they go back to the mud, the Bible says they go back to their own destruction. Yahuwah God and Yahusha HaMashiach, they gave us grace. They gave us our calling and election, not because they want us to be destroyed, no, but because they want us to be saved. And so what must we do? No matter what happens, we must not give up. We must not go backward. What must we remember so that we can be inspired to move forward? Apostle Paul tells us, remember those early days when you received the light. Brothers and sisters, let's think about it for a while. Isn't it true that we have received the light? Do you know what the light enables a person to do? A light teaches us to make proper, proper spiritual discernment. Some five years ago, if I'm not mistaken, many of us made a decision based upon the light that was given to us because of the light that we have received and because of spiritual discernment. What did we choose to do? We chose to stand on the side of truth and righteousness, on the side of our King Yahushua. This is why we were displaced. Yahuwah God says, want you to remember that the courage it took for us to be where we are today this was by the grace of Abba now that we have been set apart now that we belong to the assembly of Yahusha there's only one direction to go that is upward we are preparing ourselves for the great day of our salvation but brethren during difficult times because we will be tested during these times Bible says do not forget the light that you receive by this light 
may we see by faith what Yahuwah God is preparing for us. And so what does Yahuwah God call us to do now as we battle against suffering and temptation and the things of the world? Bible says persevere, persevere. To persevere means to do that which is difficult for the sake of pleasing our Abba and our Mashiach. Let us endure. Let us persevere. Because when we persevere, we will be able to do the will of Abba and we will receive the promise of our God. This is why we need to live by faith. Let us cherish spiritual things and let us allow the teachings of the Holy Bible correct us. It takes courage to face up to our own faults. But that's the purpose of discretion, to be able to examine self and be able to become courageous enough to say, you know what? I did make mistakes. I did have errors. I did commit sin. But by the grace of Abba, I'm going to make sure I will not give up. I will continue to move forward. I will continue to strive to perfect my faith and my worship of Yahuwah Abba and our King Yahusha. If we do this, Yahuwah God will bless us by fulfilling all the promises that he has given us, including life everlasting. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba, Yahuwah Almighty, thank you for giving us your light. Thank you for giving us courage to act upon your words. This is why we now are here in the assembly of Yahushua to be your sons and daughters. We are preparing for salvation. Yet we know that you want something from us because you love us. You want us to improve, to grow, to progress. We know for this to take place in our life begins with the courageous act of self-examination that we can discern within ourselves that which is lacking in our faith, that we can strive to move forward, to improve ourselves, to become more and more like your son. Father, we are but human beings. There are times in our life when we carry heavy burdens, when we face trials and tribulations, when we endure sicknesses and afflictions of different kinds, when we break down sometimes and feel like giving up, sometimes we ask ourselves, does Yahuwah still love me? But we know the answer to that question. At no point did you ever stop loving us. You already gave up your son. That is proof and evidence enough. So loving Abba, because of this, we have confidence that despite our imperfections and weaknesses, when we go to you, you will accept us as your sons and daughters. You will embrace and comfort us that we can be inspired and strengthened once again to complete our race and our journey. Our King Yahushua, the assembly belongs to you. We are all one family here, brothers and sisters. Teach us to love each other. 
to tolerate each other's imperfections. Teach us that we will improve each other. Teach us that we will keep away from gossip and backbiting. Help us to establish peace within the assembly that when we meet together, when we see each other, we will be filled with love as you want us to. Because after all, we are all parts of your body. Help us to rejoice with one another. Help us to celebrate love together. Father, please bless your people who are still afflicted with any kind of sickness. May you heal us with your powerful might. Restore us, please, not only physically, but especially spiritually. We believe, loving Abba, you have listened to our prayers. You have blessed every family in the assembly of Yahusha. For we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen.